Amen. Shall we go to the word of God? I want to continue with this theme of the fear of the unknown and addressing those fears. And today we want to talk about how we overcome the fear of the unknown. So I invite your attention to the gospel of John, the 20th chapter, and we will be looking at one verse, verse number 19. Amen. It's there on the screens for you. This is the word of the Lord. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. One more time. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the, do when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. I want to talk to you today for the, from the subject entitled Overcoming Fear of the Unknown. Overcoming Fear of the Unknown. Let us pray. God, you have been our help in ages past and you are our help in this present moment. Be with us now as we seek to learn of you, to hear from you, to sit, from, sit with you, and Lord God, ultimately to be changed and transformed by you. God, I've prayed, as I've prayed many times before, I'm not able, incompetent, insufficient of the task that stands before me. However, with your help of the Holy Ghost, allow your word to come forth with power and conviction. For truly, Lord, drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love that I owe. Dear Lord, I give myself away. It's all that I can do. My heart and my flesh may fail. But you, O Lord God, are the strength of my heart. And you are my portion forever. This is our prayer. And the only name that matters, that name is Jesus. And for his cause, we say, amen, amen. Sphere of the unknown. I invite you to pray alongside me as we wrestle and deal with this thing called fear. Hallelujah. Tragedy is running rampant in America. Every day seems to bring with it a new disaster. Currently, more than 90 major fires are raging in 13 western states to the point where smoke and debris serve as a perpetual eclipse. The sun is shining, but the human eye is unable to perceive it. 
as the West Coast burns, the East Coast is responding to a different kind of fire. It is the fire of injustice. Daniel Prude, a 41-year-old African-American male, died in March due to asphyxiation when a spit hood was placed over his head during an encounter with the police. This was less than a week after the murder of George Floyd. Church, here we go again. At some point, we must deal with the injustice that is connected to those with mental illness in our communities. Having a mental illness should not make you a criminal. Now, we don't know the full details, but we do know this. Prosecuting and enforcing the law should not mean persecution by the law. Church, I am too tired to list all the names of the people in 2020 alone, in particular, the marginalized black and brown bodies and humans who have been wrongfully harmed and or killed. Southeast Texas and Louisiana must contend with recovery after Hurricane Laura devastated everything in its path. The damage is so extensive that many infrastructures need to be rebuilt from scratch. And our brothers and sisters in this region still do not have power. It may be weeks or even months until power is restored. And did I mention that the coronavirus has not miraculously disappeared? Almost 30 million cases worldwide, with the United States leading the way with over 6.5 million cases and over 196,000 deaths. And this is just excerpts of all the tragedies in 2020 that we know about. We have yet to mention the trauma and turmoil of prior years that many of us continue to grieve and struggle with even in the midst of this crisis. People of God, even if you have a good and sound mind, it would be understandable if you lost it or are close to losing it. These horrific events bring us to the place where we ask the Lord, what now? Or better yet, Lord, what's next? All of this is overwhelming. These moments heighten anxiety, making it difficult to maintain sanity. How do you keep your way when the uncertainty of your future is influenced highly by the tragedies of your reality? This is the dilemma of the disciples in our text this morning. They sit in fear, but they will soon discover that they are overcomers because they receive a good word from he who is the word. And he is the ultimate 
overcomer. Hallelujah. The setting of our text is an undisclosed location in the holy city of Jerusalem. The world of the disciples has crumbled. Two days ago, their faithful and fearless leader was martyred. He was deemed to be an insurrectionist and sentenced to death by crucifixion. He was crucified at the place of the skulls at the sixth hour and at the ninth hour, the king of the Jews gave up his spirit. Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, died. Hope for the disciples and those who have committed their lives to him have now been dashed. Yet something is peculiar about this moment. Two of the disciples, Simon Peter and the beloved disciple, have witnessed something that they have yet to comprehend. They saw an empty tomb. Earlier in chapter 20, these two saw the place where Jesus lay, and that place was empty. They were there with Mary Magdalene, and they saw the stone rolled away. They looked inside, but did not see the remains of their teacher, only linen clothes and a folded handkerchief. So they returned to the place in our text. But verse 9 tells us the reason why they left too soon and why they are in fear. Verse 9 says, for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Shiloh, they walked with Jesus of Nazareth. They broke bread with Jesus of Nazareth. They sat under the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth. They witnessed miracle after miracle by the Son of God. They watched and heard him say, this is my body given for you and the cup of the new covenant. But they could not grasp what their eyes beheld. At this moment, nothing registered that he, has, he was risen from the grave. Maybe some Somebody took the body, but it did not register that he was risen from the grave. Shiloh, you need to have some compassion for yourself because if two of the disciples who saw Jesus in the flesh and they could not understand the things of God, then there must be some hope from us. Please do not understand, or should I say, should I say hope for us? Please do not think that you will always understand what God is doing in your life or in the world. We only know what the Lord reveals and there are times when it is too amazing to behold. These two saw an empty tomb but it was not revealed that Christ was risen. Simon, Peter, and John walked away in fear but what they would overcome their fears or how they will um, overcome their fears would be by what they now see and what they now hear. Because in our text, Jesus came and stood among them with a word and said, peace be with you. Oh, Shiloh, I'm here to tell you that in order to overcome the fear of the unknown, you need to develop a keen sense of hearing. You must excel at hearing with your eyes and your ears. It's important for your faith to flourish in times of uncertainty and your faith is encouraged by what you hear. The Bible is clear that says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The beginning of the overcoming is 
is remembering what you heard about God and or what you heard from God. That is the knowledge of scripture. You must understand that at the time in our text, the word scripture is referring to the Old Testament for they were living the New Testament in its presence. The words have not been written yet, but we have the privilege of the entire canon known as scripture. The Old Testament, which is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament, which is the Old Testament revealed and fulfilled. This is the word of God. Shiloh, what word have you heard from God? Have you heard the Lord say that he would keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him? What word have you heard from the Lord? Have you heard the Lord say, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways? For as high as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts, says the Lord. Have you heard the Lord God say, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that arises against you in judgment thou shalt condemn, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord? And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. What have you heard about God? Have you heard that God is the king of glory? Have you heard that the Lord God is strong and mighty? Have you heard that the Lord God is mighty in battle? And have you seen God be mighty in the battles of your life? Have you heard that the Lord God is your light and your salvation? Have you heard that the Lord is your shepherd? Have you heard and do you know that the Lord is your refuge and strength who will be and who is and who shall forever be a very present help in the time of trouble? Have you heard the Lord tell you that he would not leave you nor forsake you? Have you heard the maker of heaven and earth that he is the one who is your helper? Have you heard that the Lord is your portion, the portion of your inheritance, and he's your cup, and that the Lord will maintain your light? What have you heard about your God? Have you heard that our God is able, able to make all grace abound, able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy, able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. A pandemic nor the unknown does not shift or influence the character, power, and capacity of your God. Because even in the COVID-19, our God is still God who says, I am the first and the last. And besides me, there is no God. You are my witnesses, Shiloh. Is there a God besides me? Indeed, there is no other rock to overcome fear and develop faith. You need the word. Hallelujah. You need the word. Fear flourishes in the absence of of the word of God. Let me say that again. Fear flourishes in the absence of the word of God. You need the word, a good word, to conquer anxiety and fear. Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety in the heart of man or woman causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. You need a good word to battle fear. But let's be honest, Shiloh and friends, we can hear the word, a good word, and know it, but struggle to believe it given the complexities we face in life. Look at the disciples in our text. They proved this. 
They sit in a room afraid even though they have heard that Jesus is risen. Mary Magdalene gave them the message that she saw the resurrected Savior. She told them, but they did not believe her. They were still devastated at the thought that what happened to Jesus might happen to them. Our text says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Despite having heard Mary Magdalene's message from the risen Lord, the fear of possible consequences from the religious authorities who had Jesus condemned and killed remained. They knew the intense bitterness of the Jews who had brought about the death of Jesus and they were afraid of that and they thought that they were next in line. So they were meeting in terror, listening fearfully for every step on the stairs and for every knock at the door. See church, it's easy to say that we believe, but life has a tendency to test our resolve to believe because we are so easily influenced by what we see. When you have seen hurt, when you have felt pain, when you have dealt with trauma, when you have lived in despair and or have experienced all the aforementioned, your faith in the word you hear can become compromised. Life has a tendency to be too much. The too much of life will cause you to feel something happening next or worse, something that will happen to you. Fear is real and nothing is promised, not even the next day. James, the brother of Jesus says, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away. We do not even know what will happen in the next moment. And this is our truth. Our struggle is that we live in the reality of what we've already experienced. Let me say that again. Our struggle is that we live in the reality of what we've already experienced. We allow our experiences, namely our past hurtful experiences, fashion our anticipation of the future because we have a proclivity to focus on hurtful experiences not recognizing that most days of our lives are days that we have already overcome. Church, we deal with the unknown every day. Every new second is a new second in the unknown. Every new minute is a minute in the unknown. Every hour is an hour in the unknown. Are you with me? Listen, you just overcame the unknown five minutes ago because five minutes ago, you did not know what was going to happen, but you sat through it and now you've experienced it and now it becomes a past reality because you have already overcome it. The reason why I can say this about how you have already overcome the unknown 
is because of this. You woke up this morning. Every day that the Lord grants is a day that you will survive, which means you have overcome. Here it is. Because every yesterday was once a tomorrow. Let, let, me, let me say that one more time. You can put that in the chat line, and I pray that you get it. Every yesterday was once a tomorrow. Church, today is Sunday, but on yesterday, which was Saturday, this day was tomorrow. And guess what? Yesterday, when you were thinking about tomorrow, you were here, and you made it here. So God has just dealt with your unknown by granting you a mercy, a new mercy of another day. You don't need to fear because you have made it to another Sunday morning. I think Jeremiah can help us right along here through the Lord's mercies. We are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are brand new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Is there anybody out there who knows that the mercy of God has made you an overcomer? Is there anybody out there who knows that the Lord is still your portion? Is there anybody out there who knows that the unknown, even in the unknown, you will have hope because you have made it, church. We deal with the unknown every day, so why do we keep fearing? Do we fear our past by thinking that what we experienced prior will make its presence into the future? Do we fear the guilt and shame of our past thinking that God will bring retribution to us in our unknown? Or do we fear what we saw happen to others will happen to us? Unfortunately, this is where the disciples are in our text. They're fearful, but they do something that places them on the path of overcoming. And we should do the same. In fact, we're doing the same right now. The one thing that is crucial to help us overcome the fear of the unknown and face each new day that is assembling is that we assemble together on the Lord's day, Sunday. It's in the text. Here it is. The text says, verse 19, then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Here it is. That's all. The disciples gathered on the first day of the week. On a Sunday, the disciples were gathered together in a room. They may have been fearful, but they were like-minded together in community, and it was an indication of their faith, or at least of their religious feeling. True, they seek concealment for the sake of avoiding danger, but they gather courage so far as they remain together. Otherwise, they would have been scattered. In fact, if you think about it, church, this was the first gathering of the church on the Lord's day. This is Sunday, not Saturday, the Jewish Sabbath, the seventh day of the week. See, the Sabbath stands for rest after works and belongs to the dispensation of the law. Can I teach you a little bit? Sunday is the Lord's day, the first day of the week, and it speaks of life and rest before the works. All right? 
See, many people sincerely call Sunday the Christian Sabbath, but Sunday is not the Sabbath. The seventh day of the week, the Sabbath commemorates God's finished work of creation. The Lord's day commemorates Christ's finished work of redemption, which happens to be a new creation. See, the early church met on the first day of the week to worship the Lord and commemorate his resurrection. And disciples exhibit for us what it means to deal with the fear of the unknown. They gathered together on the Lord's day. They are establishing a new religious culture in the midst of their fear that shows us they will overcome because they assemble on Sunday morning on the Lord's day. Now, I know many of you may be thinking, well, pastor, this is nice information, but how is this possible for us during the COVID-19 pandemic? Because it's harmful for us to gather in the sanctuary. And you know what? You are absolutely right given your inquiry. It is risky to assemble in the sanctuary, but it's not dangerous for us to gather. Mm, mm, mm. Let me say that again. It's risky for us to assemble together in the sanctuary, but it is not dangerous for us to gather. It's just a matter of how you gather. See, you may not be at 1401 Jameson Avenue, but we are assembled together. You may not have put on your Sunday best, but we are assembled together. You may not have driven onto the parking lot. You may not have entered the doors, but we are assembled together. You may have not entered into his gates with thanksgiving or into his courts with praise at 1401 Jameson, but we, the church, are assembled together because you are thankful in the gates of your driveway or garage and you have given them praise in the courts of your home, which now serves as your sanctuary. Today is the Lord's day. It is Sunday morning, and it is the day of the resurrection. The tomb was still empty on Sunday in our text, and the tomb is still empty on this Sunday, some 2,000 years later. So since this is the day that the Lord has made, since this is Sunday morning, since this is the day of resurrection, we might as well rejoice and be glad because we are gathered together on the Lord's day as the church of a living God, the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Even if we assemble virtually, we are in a community or in community as a people using technology to declare that Jesus Christ is a Lord. And this is how you overcome fear. You need to be in church with the body of Christ who worships together on the Lord's day. And we are in church today. Shiloh Baptist Church is still open because when I know that my brother and sister stand with me, I find encouragement on the Lord's day. When I I see them comment on the chat line. I know I'm not alone on the Lord's day. Even when I worship with the praise team or the choir, even if I'm in my home, I find strength on the Lord's day. And when I hear the word of God on the first day of the week, the Lord's day, I gain strength to survive what will come because I get it on the Lord's day. This is important to combat fear. Recently realized, thank you, Adele, in a survey from the Barna Group, discovered that Christians who no longer attend church in the pandemic, whether physically or virtually, they bear more emotional burdens. They feel more insecurity, more anxiety, and more boredom because they have no connection to a community. 
gathering together matters, even if we do so virtually. I'm in a community with like-minded people who know of the power of God on the Lord's day. And you know what? Who knows? Even when we assemble together on the Lord's day, even if it's virtual, Jesus just might show up. Didn't the Lord say, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be with them in their midst? Listen, church, we may not be side by side in the sanctuary, but we are side by side in spirit and faith as we worship together through computers, through tablets and phones in Jesus' name. And I believe that the power of the spirit of Christ, that is Jesus, can show up in this house, can show up in my house, and show up at your house at the same time. Why? because he is the resurrection and the life and he is the Lord he is a Lord over Shiloh at 1401 Jameson Avenue he is a Lord at Shiloh over 1401 Duke Street he is a Lord at Shiloh over 1429 Duke Street he's a Lord over my house and he's a Lord over your house and we have come today to worship him on his day the Lord's day to say that we believe that he has the power the capacity and the spiritual aptitude to be with us all at once at the same time. Is there anybody out there who can sense that Jesus is with you today? Is there anybody out there who can feel the Lord in your home today? Is there anybody out there who can sense that the spirit of Jesus Christ is with you on the Lord's day? This is how you continue to overcome. You begin the week, the first day of the week, by assembling in the name of Jesus on the Lord's day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church Jesus may just show up like he did for the disciples. That's what happens in our text. Our text says Jesus came and stood in their midst. Glory to God. But none of them heard his footsteps, a knock, nor did they open the door for Jesus to come in. But this Jew, who is the resurrected Christ, stood among them. This brings us to our next point about how you overcome. See, to continue to overcome the fear of the unknown, you have to recognize and realize this, that nothing is impossible with God. Church, Jesus appears among them, but the doors are locked. You see, during this time, proper residences were equipped with bolt and locks. Bolted doors would prevent anyone from entering in, and a heavy bolt could be slid through rings attached at the door and its frame. I know this all too well, see, while living in Georgia. Unfortunately, my home was burglarized twice by intruders. In the first instance, they kicked down the door and the frame to my back door, and entered into my living area until the alarm went off and they left. So, to prevent them from doing so a second time, I went in and purchased this stuff called door jam. Had a contractor come by and put in this door jam. It's a metal frame that mounts the frame of the door to the foundation of the house. So that means that when you have your lock on and they try to kick the door in, they kick against the entire foundation of the home. It is a security measure for them, for the intruders, to stop them from entering my abode. 
Can I tell you this? I don't care how much door jam you have. Door jam, whether it's connected to the foundation of the home or not, cannot prevent Jesus from entering in the home. Because no residence is Jesus proof. Because nothing is impossible with God. No security system, no burglar alarm, no surveillance or cyber security can alert, can prevent Jesus from entering into any space. Because Jesus has a superior and glorified body. See, Jesus' appearance in the locked room suggests that a resurrection body whose nature is superior to that normally envisioned in ancient Jewish literature. The locked doors provide no obstacle to the risen Jesus being able to manifest himself and stand in their midst. Here it is, this moment is another example of the mysterious and all-powerful nature of the God you serve. Shiloh, all things are possible with God. This God embodies the ability to defy nature and his creation to come be with you. There are no obstacles that Jesus cannot overcome. No thing is impossible with God. In fact, you should be able to overcome fear of the unknown because you have already witnessed God do the impossible in your life. Hallelujah. You know God has done the amazing in your life. You have seen God do the miraculous in your life because nothing is impossible with God. You have overcome cancer and sickness. You have overcome substance abuse and addiction. You have overcome mental illness and paranoia through the help of God because with God nothing is impossible. You have overcome domestic abuse. You've overcome emotional abuse. You've overcome unemployment. You've overcome underemployment. You have overcome character assassination because no thing is impossible with God. What you reason you could not do is possible with Christ because you have already learned that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You know God to be a miracle worker because you are the miracle that God has worked. Ah, let me say that one more time and kill this demon of fear that's trying to get with you. You know God to be a miracle worker because you are the miracle that God has worked. Therefore, you can overcome fear of the unknown church. Shiloh Baptist Church, Shiloh people of God, consider everything that you have encountered. Consider everything that you have endured. Consider everything that you have suffered and experienced in life. How in the world did you make it thus far? I tell you how you made it. You made it by leaning on the Lord who can do the impossible. People told you that you would not be here, but here you are. You are still here because you are the miracle that God has performed. Even when you tried to lock God out of your life, Jesus showed you just how miraculous he is because he moved past the barriers you established, the ones you erected, the ones you set up because you did not want to face God himself. But God says, I'm 
I'm removing that all out of the way. And Jesus says, I'm here because I love you and I am the Lord. He moved beyond your obstacles of fear. He moved beyond the obstacles of hurt. He moved beyond the obstacles of guilt just to say, I am here and I'm with you. The Lord Jesus does not have to open the door to bring in peace because this is the God who is with you into the unknown because he's already there in the unknown. He told the disciples, behold, I go before you to prepare a place for you. God has already been to the future. And guess what? Jesus Christ is the Lord in and of the future. Hallelujah. Everything is possible with God. Knowing and embracing this truth will help keep you in the mindset of an overcomer. All things are possible with the Lord. Shiloh, you must simply welcome Christ to enter into the closed spaces of your life. So what doors in your life have been shut because of fear? What doors of your life have you closed because of insecurity? What relationships are you in that you feel that you are locked in? Can I tell you this? Jesus can get in. God cannot be confined, nor does God operate on human terms by human logic. God is not confined to earthly and human understanding. God is not even confined to the earthly dimensions. God is multidimensional. He can enter into anything and establish order. There are no obstacles that God cannot overcome and fight in spite of the closed doors and seclusion of the frightened disciples. Jesus finds them and appears among them. And here it is, church. Nothing keeps Jesus, the good shepherd, from finding his own. There's nowhere you can go where God is not or that God cannot come to see you. Even if you go to places in your mind, God will meet you there and ask you the question, what are you doing here? This is not your residence. You need to go live in my peace. You need to live in my rest. You need to receive the grace I've given you. You can overcome the fear of the unknown. Here's the final claim in our text. Because you can do this simply because God has not forgotten about you. Look at the text, church. Our text says Jesus stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. In this theophany or a Christophany, which is an appearance of God or appearance of Christ. Jesus brings the necessary calming words of Shalom. Jesus, the all-knowing Savior, knew they were afraid. But he came to show them his love. Even though they all deserted him at his time of need. Look who's in the room, church. Peter denied him three times. John ran out of his clothes when they arrested him in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
and the rest were nowhere to be found at the time of trial. But Jesus still shows up to them and he did not forget about them. This is an example of the love of God. God did not give up on those who left him, but he appears to them and gives them a blessing. Church, how many times have we deserted the Lord? How many times have we ignored the voice of God? How many times have we knowingly told the Lord, nah, God, I'm not doing that. But in every moment, God did not forsake us, but still chose us and chooses us. And he chooses to bless us each day with a brand new mercy. This is why you have and will overcome the unknown church. Because Jesus is the one who does not forget his covenant. Jesus came and stood in their midst. This thing, bless me, the word stood <clears throat> carries with it the notion to be of a steadfast mind. One who does not hesitate, does not waver. See, Jesus made a covenant with his disciples and those who would believe that's you and me. It's the new covenant of his blood. Yes, whereby the sins are atoned for and that we will be made whole with him. But more importantly, it speaks about him being with us and not forsaking or leaving us. Jesus said he would be there. He said he would meet them after this. He told Mary that he was coming to meet them there. And this is what he did because he stood by them. Jesus has the conviction to stand among them in the midst of doubt, fear, anxiety, to say that I am who I am. Jesus made a promise to be with them, and he kept his promise. The disciples would have no idea what they would be in store for, but Jesus said, I will be with you, and he was with them through the power of the Holy Ghost. Shiloh, and they're unknown. God did not forget about them. And Shiloh, in the unknown days to come, God, Jesus Christ, our Lord, will not forget about us. Because our God is going to stand by us. When the storms of life are raging, Jesus Christ is going to stand by us. He abides with you and wants you to abide in him. Jesus will stand by you because he stands by you with you as the risen Lord. Church, that's miraculous power. That's miraculous protection. That's divine provision. No other being in creation can say that they are the resurrected Lord. In the unknown, the resurrected Lord will stand by you. And this is how you overcome your fear. You abide in the one, the only one who can declare, I am the risen Lord. And when you stand with him, you stand with one who's in a class all by himself. You need to recognize who is standing with you in the unknown. He is Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. And wherever we stand with him, there is 
peace. When Christ says to them, peace be with you, it means far more than may you be saved from trouble. When Christ says, peace be with you, it means may God the Father give you every good thing. Shiloh, this is my shalom to you this morning. The blessing that Jesus showed up with with his disciples is the blessing that he gives to us. And it's the blessing as a man of God, I pray that you receive this day. May God give you every good thing. You can overcome fear the unknown because with God, all things are possible. You can overcome fear the unknown because God is with you and God has not forgotten about you. And when we gather on the Lord's day, whether through virtual worship, whether through physical appearing worship, we gather in community as the people of God. And we gather in Jesus name as those who have already overcome the unknown because we are here in the name of the father of the son and the Holy spirit receive the blessing of God. Amen. I pray that some of you out there will learn not to fear. Even if life has told you to fear. I know that one of our presidents of our history, Roosevelt said that we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. Or maybe it was Winston Churchill. Or maybe it was somebody that said it in history. The name fails me right now. But it's not that we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. We have no reason to fear because the Lord is our light and our salvation. And he's the Prince of Peace. And wherever he shows up, there's peace. Father, I pray for someone out there today who wrestles with anxiety, who's wrestling with fear, given all that is happening in our world. They've never experienced this type of tragic event. And God, they're wondering if they're next. Because you are the resurrected Lord and there is no confines, there is nothing that bounds you. God, enter into their lives right now. Enter into their rooms by the power of the Spirit of the Lord. Comfort them and encourage them to let them know that you are with them. And as Moses told Joshua that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. And even as you told your disciples that you would be with us into the very end of this age, let them know that and receive that now. Let that be their battle cry against the fears that tries to consume them. My God said that he would be with me. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Listen. The only way you can stand confidently knowing that God is with you is to give your life unto the Lord.
It's very simple. All you have to do is to believe. And once you believe, Christ enters in to your life. Doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't even matter what you think about yourself. Because your creator knows you. He knew you when he formed you in your mother's womb. And knew that this day was appointed and destined. So if you desire to have Christ, just simply say after me, repeat after me, Lord God, I love you. Jesus Christ is Lord. I recognize my wrongs and I know that you can make him right because you're always right. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. God, I love you, and I thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name we pray, or in Jesus' name I pray, amen. That's it. That genuine, authentic, simple-meaning prayer has crossed you over into the land of those who are now a part of the family of God. So we say welcome. Now listen. With all coming as every new family, you got to meet some new people. And that's what we want to do for you today. So listen, if you would be so kind just to email us at connect at shallow-bc.org. We just want to know who you are. We can reach out to you, take our virtual new members class. If you do it in the chat line right now, I guarantee you your brothers and sisters in Christ will welcome you. Just like we welcome our sister Yasmin Rubottom unto watch care here at the ministry. Welcome, Yasmin. So glad to have you with us. See, you're not alone. There are people that have come to Christ just like this.